Blog Talk Radio. number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network Thank you. 
my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line
God. Ah. Let's get this volume in here. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, and it is an absolute pleasure for me to be here with you again here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are high frequency where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt so we're always correctly applying that correct information here at the foundation today's show is entitled is it too late to go private i've had man you know enough people Ask me these this question to where to where I'm like, man, I'm just gonna do a show on it. Um, because you know, in, in all honesty, I don't feel like it's a silly question or it's a stupid question. I feel like it's an actual, a real valid question. You know, hey, so is is it too late to go private? You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world in the United States, locally, regionally, economically. So I think it's a good question. So we're going to tackle that today. But I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, and praises due to the Creator, hands down. And our ancestors, I want to say big up, shout out, my big brother, Yusuf L. Not technically my big brother, you know. He's like my spiritual big brother. Because we do the dance. High Frequency Radio Network creator, SPCUniversity.com. A man just spun up Currency Circulator. Make sure you check out CurrencyCirculator.com. You know, if you're unfamiliar with what susus are, you should check those out. Very large in other cultures, not so much here. But make sure you check out the brother, SPCUniversity.com and CurrencyCirculator.com. I do want to say... That you know, I'm I'm pleased to inform the audience. It pleases me to say this: that we we hacked the hackers and unhacked the site. Welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you check it out. Go back. It's back. We had to do a dance and then another dance and then another dance, but we reversed the steps of the dance. If you feel what I'm saying, then you know what I'm talking about. Welcome to the foundation.com. It's back, baby. Sign up for the email list right there. As soon as you get there, blah, blah. You should see a little spot to put your email in there. Sign up for the email list. We back, baby. Make sure you check out that email list. You get that exclusive content, offers, and events with regards to the email list. You never know. Something pops up. Make sure you check out that PDF section. You get get your you get your free free learn free learn dance on in that PDF section. Make sure you check out that our education section as well. We got the Foundation Trust uh, primer. We'll start with the primer. Over eighteen handpicked documents by yours truly. There's over eighty different types of trust. 
You know, there's statutory trust, there's private trust, you know, there's there's some trusts that come under international jurisdictions and things of that nature. There's uh, grantor trust, there's simple trusts, you know, it's all types of dances going on, irrevocable, revocable. So, you know, with regards to what we're talking about here at the foundation, you can grab that foundation trust primer. As I said, over 18 handpicked documents by yours truly. So you can get, you know, squared away. And really dialed in on the type of trust or structure that we're discussing, we're talking about, and utilizing here at the foundation. You know, also you can get the foundation trust series. We got part one, part two, and part three. I would say, you know, beginner, intermediate, and a little advanced, but you know, not too, not too crazy. Um, you know, Supreme Court case citations. Uh, Black's Law Dictionary definitions, no hypotheses, like I, I like to say, no Socrates, no ph- philosophies. Stuff is actual factual in the Foundation Trust series. So we put it down, you know, we show you the jurisdiction, we show you um, what type of structure, the validity of the structure, you know, uh, the 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 overall standing of the structure. And we we get into it. So, you know, just because you don't know something exists doesn't mean it does not. So, you know, make sure you grab that Foundation Trust Series at the Foundation. Also, you can check out the brother came through, Chris L. We got the Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2. If you're interested in obtaining the passport without providing the social, that's that's the dance you want to do. Uh, the man said part one is how you obtain it and part two is how you use it and that is passport no social all that's at welcome to the foundation.com you can uh, book a consultation you can make a donation all at the same spot welcome to the foundation.com also you know you can email us you know we definitely got uh, consultations going on you can still get a consultation with me currently for the low price of $55 an hour. Also, if you're interested in trustee training, uh, we got the Foundation Trust Mentorship that's about to start up. We also have the Foundation uh, Retainer. So, you know, you can you can contract the Foundation on Retainer to assist you not only with the, with the startup, an initial, uh, you know, creation, but also the ongoing administration of your, you know, private structure, private estate. If you're interested in any of these things that I'm talking or discussing, you can look, check out welcome to the foundation.com or email us admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I want to say peace to all the listeners, Aha, live listeners, live callers. Internet listeners, podcast listeners, archive listeners, MP3 listeners. However you checking out the show, definitely want to say peace to you. I want to say peace as well. To all the trustees here. At the foundation and private trustee training, you know, salute. And, you know, as well as, you know, anyone and all of you who are investing in your private education outside of the foundation to your dance. I ain't hating them. Congratulations. Congratulations. 
So definitely want to say peace to y'all. I want to say peace to everyone that we have received or interacted with at all in the history of the foundation, man. We coming up on 10 years, man. Crazy, ain't it? Wow. So, you know, if you've interacted in any way, shape, or form with the foundation, definitely want to say peace to you because that's what's up. In any way, shape, or form. Any way, shape, or form. Let's jump into these current events, then we're going to get into the show. Is it too late to go private? I don't, you know, let's get into that. We're going to, oops, we're going to do a dance with that dance. I just threw this thing on the floor. Okay, we're done. Here we go. CNBC. Fed sees more rate hikes ahead, but at a slower pace. According to the meeting minutes, almost all federal Federal Reserve officials at their June meeting indicated further tightening is likely, if at a slower pace, than the rapid fire rate increases that had characterized monetary policy since early 2022. This is according to the the minutes that were released today. Policymakers decided against a rate rise amid concerns over economic growth, even though most members think further hikes are on the way, citing the lagged impact of policy and other concerns. They saw room to skip the June meeting after enacting 10 straight rate increases. Officials felt that, quote, leaving the target rate unchanged at this meeting would allow them more time to assess the economy's progress toward the committee's goals of maximum employment and price stability, end quote. Federal Open Market Committee members voiced hesitance. Over a multitude of factors, they said that a brief pause would give the committee time to assess the impacts of the hikes, excuse me, which have totaled five percentage points, the most aggressive move since the early 1980s. That was Paul Volcker. Oh man, did it dance too? It worked, I guess. Back, you know, it worked back then. You know, we'll see what happens this time. Quote: The economy was facing headwinds from tighter credit conditions, including higher interest rates. For households and businesses, which would likely weigh on economic activity, hiring, and inflation, although the extent of these effects remained uncertain, end quote. The minutes said the unanimous decision not to raise rates came in, quote, consideration of the significant cumulative tightening in the stance of monetary policy and the lags with which policy affects economic activity and inflation, end quote. Markets show little reaction, but the Dow was down 120 points. So was the Nasdaqery. Let me move on. These fools, they're gonna keep raising rates. So, you know, they pause. People going, oh, they're done. I don't think so. I think they're gonna. I, I'm believing what they're saying this time. Just it just looks it looks wild. I could be wrong. Sometimes I am. But my stuff always works. Sometimes, what is this? CNN business, the Fed can't decide how much money U.S. households have left. <laughs> and why is it their business? But there's just one thing keeping the U.S. economy afloat. You. Interest rates are higher, and so are prices. Credit is drying up, and there are signs that the labor market is finally, finally softening. But Americans can Keep on spending lots of money, and as long as that continues, the chance of a recession remains low. The problem is that no one, not even the Federal Reserve, knows how much longer the American consumer can keep on spending. The U.S. economy expanded 
at a much faster pace in the first three months of the year than previously estimated. The Commerce Department reported last week and consumer spending accounts for more for about seven or I'm sorry, 70 percent of America's GDP or gross domestic product. The broadest measure of the economy. So it's nearly impossible to enter a recession when spending is growing. In theory, though, if people spend money, companies can keep employees in their jobs and those workers then also can keep spending. It's the circle of, quote, economic, end quote, life, if you will. Over the panorama, historic levels of stimulus cash boosted household income significantly. Spending, meanwhile, was severely curtailed as the economy shut down. Personal saving rates soared as a result, with U.S. households amassing about $2.3 trillion in savings in 2020. And through the summer of 2021, according to the Federal Reserve economists, that's about $2 trillion more than they would have saved under normal circumstances. Dang. I don't like those numbers. Now, two years later, we've done a 180. Americans are actually spending more than they normally would, using up their savings and even taking on more debt. Economists know that savings must be dissipating, but haven't quite figured out just how much of that money is left. <laughs> You see what they're trying to do. This is straight over on CNN Business. In a recent report, the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco found that Americans still have excess savings of about $500 billion. They expect that money will last at least until the end of this year. <laughs> Yo, so recession worries are on hold until 2024. Uh, man, that's enough, right? Bottom line, the Fed doesn't know how much money you have left. So they're going to keep raising rates. U.S. US says it opposes export controls by China on metals. We'll consult its allies. So China has put export controls on its metals. This is from Reuters. The United States, quote, firmly end quote, opposes export controls announced by China on gallium and germanium. Metals needed to produce semiconductors and other electronics, a U.S. Commerce Department spokesperson said today, adding that Washington will consult its partners and allies to address the issue. So this is part of the um, economic warfare going on between Russia and China and Iran and Dancery. Earlier this week, China put export controls on gallium and germanium used in their electric vehicles and fiber optic cables. The abrupt announcement of controls from August 1st has sent companies scrambling to secure supplies and bumped up prices. Germanium is used in high-speed computer chips, plastics, and in military applications such as night vision devices, as well as satellite imagery sensors. Gallium is used in radar and radio communication devices, satellites, and LED, or y'all know what LED stands for? Light emitting diodes. I'm a super nerd. Quote, these actions score the need to diversify supply chains. Uh, chains, my bad. The United States will engage with our allies and partners to address this and to build resilience in critical supply chains, end quote, the Commerce Department spokesperson said in an emailed statement. China's move, which is 
I'm sorry, which its commerce ministry said was to protect national security was seen by economic analysts as a response to escalating efforts by Washington to curb China's technological advances. The announcement came on the eve of the U.S. Independence Day holiday and just before U.S. Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen visits Beijing, man. So that's one side. The other side is New orders for U.S. made goods increased. Nope. Wait, hold on. That's the wrong one. Hold on. My bad. China. China's export curbs a warning to the United States, the state media says. What is this from? I'm looking at This is Microsoft. I think this is from Al Jazeera. Chinese state media has described restrictions on exports of rare metals used by making semiconductors. I'm sorry, used for making semiconductors and electric cars as a warning to the United States that China will not be squeezed out of global supply chains. In an editorial published Tuesday, the Global Times said Washington and its allies have sought to suppress China's tech sector with no regard for the potential damage that te- wow, technological iron curtain may cause to global supply and industrial chains. Quote, but now the question is how long Washington can ignore the warning over the consequences when China starts taking legitimate and reasonable measures to safeguard its national security and interests. End quote. The state-backed newspaper said, compared with the U.S. pressuring allies to cooperate on chip bans against China, China's move this time may be more of a warning, showing that China will not be passively squeezed out of the global semiconductor supply chain. Separately, the state-run China Daily on, I'm sorry, today quoted a former Chinese official saying the curbs were just the start of Beijing's sanctions and measures. So we got some, we got some stuff to pay attention to. Also, something to be a pay attention to. And you know, look, I will say about this Chinese dance, and this Russia dance, and this. Iran dance and just all this dance is like I think all these foods is nuclear powers number one and I do see that you know we're going from a hyper international commercial interconnectedness to a more regional uh, closed system it's just it's just what's happening. And with that, you know, there's other things that come into play, but I'm not going to get into that because I don't like getting political. But I do like, you know, raising awareness. CNBC, a global commodities route is fueling fears of a bleak economic future. Something to pay attention to. Start a garden. I don't care if it's in your, on your windowsill or sill. Your window sill. Seal. I like to say seal, man. Prices of commodities like crude oil and iron ore have been sliding this year, underlining a continuing economic route across the globe and possible recession risks. Market watchers told CNBC global commodities have seen more than 25% slump over the last 12 months as reflected by the S&P GSCI Commodities Index, a benchmark measuring the wider performance of various commodity markets. 
Out of the different baskets of commodities, industrial metals have slid 3.79% during the peri- that period, which is up to June 30th, while energy commodities like oil and gas have slipped 23%. Conversely, agricultural commodities such as grain, wheat, and sugar have gained roughly 11%. It's madness too. You know, you got any um any uh what is it called? Any do you like uh what is it? Sriracha sauce. Sriracha? And red sauce, man. I'm talking agriculture. You're gonna it's it's gonna get bad. There I guess there was a shortage of these these peppers. That they use to make sriracha sauce. So this stuff is expensive. I saw a bottle for a hundred dollars, <laughs> and I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was on Amazon or something, but it's crazy. So you know, I've been saying start a garden for a long time. Hope y'all listening. But the overall slide for the index is likely pointing to a global economic slowdown and a recession. Analysts say as China's rebound loses. Momentum, quote, iron ore and copper are good barometers of the very cyclical portions of the global economy, including construction and manufacturing, of which are in recession in many places, end quote. This is Kepler's senior commodity analyst, Reed Anson, said via email. He went on to say, quote, it's my belief that this will flow through to a broader decline in economic activity, especially in the West, and quote. He foresees that the U.S. will likely see a GDP contraction in the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter of this year or 2024's first quarter, and that Europe will follow suit in three to six months. Quote, the failure of the Chinese economy to live up to the expectations of the market is the biggest reason commodity markets are struggling to find a footing. End quote. China has been posting a slew of economic data that has been weaker than market expectations, pointing to a faltering reopening after years of strict lockdowns. Bank of America analysts confirm that China's rebound has been weaker than expected. Property Investment dropped 7% year-on-year, end quote. This is Bank Head of Asia-Pacific Basic Materials and Oil and Gas Research, Matty Zhao. A property market decline is often associated with the drop in demand for construction materials like steel, aluminum, copper, and nickel. While prices of soft commodities are rising, and El Nino hammers crop output prospects. Energy and industrial metals are trading a lot lower. Among the biggest losers of commodities slide are iron ore and oil. Kepler decided that the downbeat prospects of copper as well, which acts as a proxy economic pulse check due to its various uses, such as electrical equipment and industrial machinery. Yeah. Yeah, you know, who who knows? Is it, is it going to be all bad? Who knows? U.S. factory orders miss expectations in May. New orders for U.S.-made goods increased less than expected in May as a surge in civilian aircraft orders was partially offset by sluggishness elsewhere amid higher interest rates that are eroding demand. I'll leave that there. 
<laughs> people are people are like really starting to look. You know, I look. Here's the, here's the new problem: tipping. Have y'all heard this? If you're talking about tipping, you know, gratuity. You tip people at a you know at restaurants that serve you. You know, there's um, an economic problem when you have CNN, CNBC telling you it's okay not to tip. Tired of tipflation? Five times it's okay not to tip, according to etiquette. Or etiquette experts, my bad. But check this quote out. People are really feeling imposed upon, Farley says. We're already living through inflationary times. Everything is crazy expensive. And on top of that, you're being asked every time you turn around, how much would you like to tip? It feels pushy. It feels needy. And almost every customer I speak with says, why aren't businesses just paying people more? End quote. It's feeling pushy. It feels needy because I'm broke. And that's what's really going on. Uh, what we got? 2023 layoff tracker, Forbes.com. Let me just run through this. Children's Children's Place. What date is this? Because this is recent. Better be recent. It's from today. All right. So we got the Children's Place plans, announced plans in a Securities and Exchange Commission filing to cut 180 positions, which is 17% of its salary staff layoffs at Ford could affect as many as 1,000 employees and are expected to target the automaker. Now, you got to check how many layoffs these people, these companies have already done. Uh, New Relic CEO, Beal, I'm sorry, <laughs> Beal Staples, I'll just try to get country real quick, 155 employees, Robin Hood, 150 employees, KPMG, 1,900, Goldman Sachs, 4,000 employees. Wait. 250 employees, but just over five months, they've laid off 4,000 employees. Uber, 200 employees, 35% of its work uh, recruiting team. Oracle, a software company. What we got here? Ooh. And started laying off an undisclosed number of its estimated employees last summer. Okay, so there's no number in here. Why is, it, why is it here? Nicola Corporation, 120 employees. Sonos, 130 employees. 230 employees from Tyson Foods. Grubhub, 400 of the company's 2,800. Spotify, 200. Haven Technologies, 280. Zip Recruiter, recruiter excuse me, 270. Zendesk, 500. J.P. Morgan Chase, the banks are laying off people. 7,000. Wait, wait, wait. Workforce of roughly 1,000. It's cutting 1,000 employees. First Citizens Bank, all of y'all. Meta, 6,000 employees. Facebook's laying people off. Abbott Laboratories, 200. Disney, 2,500. Two Simples. Uh, Two Simple, I'm sorry. 30% of his workforce. They didn't even give you a number. 550 employees from Accenture PLC. USAA will lose 300. Neuro, 340. Oshner Health, 770. Microsoft, 158. Akamai Technologies. What is it? Where's the number? 300. Uh, Twist Bioscience, 270. Paramount Media, here we (laughs) are. And Showtime, MTV Entertainment Studios, 
plans to cut 25% of its staff, 25%. Novavax, 500. LinkedIn, 716. Shopify, 2,300. Woo, Unity Software, man, that was a haircut. 8% of its staff won't even tell you. Morgan Stanley, where's the number? 1,600. Lyft, 1,100. 1,100. Vice Media, they're out of here. Vice is done. 1,500 employees. Gap, 1,800 employees. Dropbox, 16% of them peeps. 3M, 6,000. Red Hat, 4%. 600, I mean, 760. Deloitte, 1,200. Whole Foods, where's the number? 300 corporate jobs. Open Door, 560. Ernst & Young. How long is this list? Best Buy. Man, 900. Davis Bridal laid off 9,236 people, man. Ernst & Young, 3,000 people. Redfin, 200. Walmart. Is that W? Are we close? 2,000. McDonald's. Dang, McDonald's? Uh, hundreds. <laughs> That's all they're saying. Jeez. Uh, Highland Software, 1,000. Big number. 136,000. That's how many employees were cut in major U.S. layoffs over the first three months of 2023. Whew. Ooh. There it is. Speaking of, CNN Business, Stephen A. Smith, y'all know who he is, ESPN, he said uh, he could be next, PN, Stephen A. Smith is one of, he too might soon be out of a job, Smith, host of network sports debate show First Take, saw several of his high profile colleagues, including Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, and Keyshawn Johnston, laid off last week, quote, this ain't the end, more is coming, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I could be next, end quote, Smith said, on his show Monday, acknowledging a difficult time for the media industry. His laid-off colleagues, quote, deserve better than the times we are living in, end quote. Smith said ESPN's cuts are only the latest layoffs across several media companies, including the Athletic, National Geographic, and CNN. The multi-billion-dollar cost-cutting initiative, initiative wow, to streamline Disney's operation is underway even as the company reported that operating profit grew by 56%, Bree. Yo, we our operating profit grew 56%. 56%. I mean, I'm not laughing, but I, I'm, I'm laughing. But I'm not laughing. You, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, 56% growth in the operating profit, but we laying off everybody. Uh, they made $12.1 billion in 2022, but they're laying everybody off. And, you know, some would think, well, what's going on? Why are they laying people off? I mean, there's a lot of factors going on, but recession, we'll just say that. Boom, boom. Reuters.com, Samsung profit likely lowest in more than 14 years as chip glut persists. Yeah, those, you just blame on the chip. CNN Business, the flying car prototype just got a, I'm sorry, an airworthiness certificate from the FAA. This thing 
Looks like you may die in this thing. Y'all should look this up. The Federal Aviation Administration has certified for testing a vehicle that a California startup describes as a flying car. The first fully electric vehicle that can both fly and travel on roads to receive U.S. government approval. Uh, Alif, Alef, Alef, one of those work, automotive, said its vehicle slash aircraft, dubbed the Model A, is the first flying vehicle that is drivable on public roads and able to park like a normal car and also has vertical takeoff and landing capabilities. It apparently will be able to carry one or two occupants and will have a road range of 200 miles and a flying range of 110 miles. The company expects to sell the vehicle for 300,000 bands each with the first delivery by projected you know, people can't write these days. With the first delivery by projected for the end of 2025, I think being projected for the end of 2025, the FAA confirmed that it has issued the company a special airworthiness certificate allowing for limited purposes that include exhibition, research, and development. Y'all ready for the flying cars? This thing don't even have a roof. This thing flipping, you land. Look, y'all should look at this thing. I'm, I'm cool. Cool. No, not yet. Yo, I found this interesting. My market insider, over half a million silver eagles, man, gone. The metals dealer behind the fraudulent scheme must pay $146 million, man. You're going to see more and more of this. A precious metals dealer has been asked to pay $146 million. His name is Robert Higgins. He ran a fraudulent and deceptive scheme linked to the purchase and sale of precious metals. From 2014 to 2022, Higgins led a fraudulent silver leasing program that took deposits from almost 200 customers. Yo, you got $145 million from 200 people? Yo, he knew some people with pockets. It's a plot that wouldn't look that wouldn't look out of place. In the Oceans Trilogy, the vault where precious metals dealer Robert Higgins claimed to be storing over half a million of his client's silver coins was found by investigators to be empty, (laughs) except for little paper boxes of IOUs. Now the 68-year-old has been ordered by a Delaware court to pay $146 million in damages as punishment for leading an elaborate scam that misappropriated almost $115 million dollars of his customers money over a period of eight years the cftc said in a statement the coins are made of 99.9 percent silver and minted by the u.s treasury these are american eagles y'all making them a popular alternative investment among americans did you know that did you know that american eagles were a popular in alternative investment among americans well the friggin markets insider i'm sorry the business insider they know. But clients who bought coins through Higgins' firm may not have owned any at all, as it remains unclear whether they ever existed in the first place. Furthermore, First State Depository distributed false monthly account statements to customers according to court filings. Uh, yeah. Um, y'all be careful. I, I feel like if you don't have it in your hand, you do not 
own it, my man, <laughs> or something like that. But ultimately, I like the fact that, you know, they they acknowledge that it was a popular alternative investment. Popular. I like that, and I think it's crazy. Hunt, man. So it was, it was over half a million. So over 500,000 American Eagles. And we know, we you know, we prefer those American Eagles. Proposed non-confiscatable by Congress. I'm sorry, by the Internal Revenue Service. Designated numismatic by Congress. These are the American Eagle silver and gold coins but that's it for current events welcome to the foundation is it too late to go private I mean that's a good one right so let's talk about that let me let me get a little sip can I get a little sip y'all let me hold on hold on It was just a little one. It was just a little sip. So, is it too late to go private? Because, I mean, look, it's not, these aren't the first times that I've heard this question, this specific question. And as it stands, I will say the short answer, and I'm I'm not going to wait and make you wait until the end of the show to really give you an answer. I'll give you a short answer right now. And the short answer is maybe. The, yeah, the short answer is maybe. Now, I'm not saying, yes, it's too late to go private. No, it's not, but maybe. So let's jump into this. We have a lot of things going on in the world. We have a lot of things going on economically, but more importantly, we have a lot of things going on in the United States with regards to its statutes and codes, regulations, orders, things of that nature. And, you know, if you're paying attention, you see conflict. You're going to see conflict between states and other states. You're going to see conflicts between individual states and, you know, the federal government or the state. Or I would say the territory. You know, Washington, Washington D.C., it's a, it's a territory. It's not a state. Nonetheless, we got a lot of different things going on. And as we move forward, you have to understand um, – we're dealing with a lot of distractions. You must admit, if you've been alive for more than 30 years, wow, even more than 20 years, in a lot of cases, you can kind of think back and remember a time where there were a lot less distractions, a lot less screens, a lot less phones, a lot less apps and games and online logins and it was just a lot of different a lot of different stuff a lot of different you know at your fingertips you know you had if you wanted to see a show 
You had to look into the TV guide or whatever he was doing. And, you know, it might be Monday and it's coming on Thursday night at 7. Whereas if you want to see a show, you can see your show right now. If you want to see a movie, you can see the movie right now. There's a lot of things that are happening right now, today, that aren't and were not happening, uh, you know, before. So you have a lot of distractions. A lot of people are distracted. A lot of people are used to being distracted, you know, and in humans, once you get used to something, you kind of like it. So I would say for those people, it's too late to go private. You know, if you can't, if you can't focus, you know, if you always feel like you're busy and you don't have time, if you're always on your phone, if you're always playing a game or, you know, uh, scrolling through TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is, whatever it is, if you always feel the need to consume media, to watch a video, to listen to a podcast, to read an article even, you know, read some some tweets or whatnot, you know, and then there's a link to an article. Maybe you tap that link and you read the actual article. If you need the, the if you need to constantly be consuming media, you're, you're driving, you know, you always got music on, you got your Apple CarPlay or your Google Car or whatever, whatever the dance is, man, Bluetooth, you can connect it. You got your Spotify playlist dancing. Always got to hear music. Always got to be watching something. Always got to be hearing something. It's probably it's too late for that. If that's if that's you, it's too late. Um, because the real struggle is is not do you value the the benefits, the overall benefits of quote going private. It's, do you have the necessary time management skills? Because you're not going to find someone who is legitimate, who will br- take you private and do everything for you. You're not going to find anyone. You're not. If you're listening to this episode of The Foundation on High Frequency Radio Network, hosted by me, your host, So L, <laughs> you are not in the wealth class. And I'm not, I'm just being, I'm not, I'm not in the wealth class. We are not in the wealth class to afford an individual or firm that has the requisite knowledge, experience, and track record with regards to bringing families private. Can't afford it. There's securities and exchange commissions, laws that that I would say govern a lot of the information that I talk about. It's a, the 30, $30 million club, $10 million in assets, a business that makes you got to make ten million dollars a year, ten million dollars in assets, and you have to have ten million dollars minimum in investment capital, and that's called the you know the ten million dollar club or the thirty million dollar club depending on, and then 
doing certain things, making certain investments, you know, you are taught certain type, you know, this type of information. But you have to make a certain amount of money. It just doesn't happen off the jump. So if you're listening to this podcast and, and you, you just, we don't have enough money to afford those types of mentors. So if we, if you don't have time, if you can't take time, time, always busy, always having to consume some sort of media, but not necessarily reading, it's too late. I'm just being I'm being honest, this is my opinion. You know, you you could prove me wrong. And I you know, I would say, hey, I was wrong. I, you know, I'd acknowledge it, but I'm just saying, I've seen it. I've been doing this for a long time. Doesn't matter how much money you have, you know, you can you can get into trustee training here at the foundation, but if you don't have the time, if you're too busy, if you have a, you work too much, you got these family and, and you got the side biz and you know you got if you can't take the time to get on the you know the training call once a week, to get on the phone and call me once a week, to sit down and read the reading, the assigned reading, to look at the document, to look at you know the Supreme Court cases that we're looking at, or different international documents that we're going through. That are provided, you know, it's not stuff you got to go and get. It's like it's provided in the training. If you don't have time to look at that, to read it, to comprehend it, and allow yourself time to let the stuff, you know, simmer and season in your mind, because you got too much going on. You're always listening to music. You're always, you know, watching the video. This do happen, and you know, it's, it's not going to work. There's been plenty of plenty of people who've gotten in trustee training and didn't finish. Didn't set up their private didn't didn't, you know, didn't even get the don't even have their long forms. Had good intentions, knew the value of the information, the training, the mentorship, knew it, could articulate the value. But just it's too late for them. It's too late for those type of people. So is it too late to go private? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. And, that you know, that really just speaks to available mentors, you know. The the real good available mentors with regards to this, trust, administration, private, contractual, structure, trusts, administration, who know this stuff. Like, I mean, really know their stuff. Not only know their stuff as far as like know their stuff, you know, and they can regurgitate and spit, you know, these different. Well, I'm saying they they're actually doing things, you know. They have trust accounts that they administer, you know, at different institutions and things of that nature, brokerage accounts and you know, vehicles and properties titled in the trust. They actually do business through trust. It, it, the, those available mentors are truly few and far in between. I know I'm one of them, and I, you know, I see. I've been out here. I've been on high frequency radio network for. Oh man, what year was that? What year is this? It's definitely seven. Seven. What is it? July. 
seven and a half years, over seven and a half years. Wow. I've been doing this for a minute. And, you know, the first, you know, few, I don't know, first year or so, there was a lot of people who would get a consultation or get in training or, you know, we would be discussing something and they say, hey, have you heard of so-and-so? You sound like so-and-so. When you say that, it sounds like, and, you know, I, I didn't know about the conscious community before I uh, was introduced to Yusuf, man. So if they went on high frequency, I ain't hear you. I ain't never heard of them. So, you know, a lot of these people I, I look up and, you know, I maybe I check out a video or two. Come on, man. It takes one to know one, and I don't know these fools. So is it too late? I don't know. Check the quality of available mentors with regards to what this is, going private. Using and operating your life in your private family estate administration through private structures that are not created or governed by the state or federal government, man. Quality available mentors. Correct available information. As I said, there's over 80 different types of trust. If someone tells you that they know them all, they are lying to you. Just like no attorney knows all the different jurisdictions of law. These attorneys only practice one body of law, whether it's personal injury or criminal defense or whatever. There's no one who is a master at all things. So anyone trying to pick up this information, you know, I've read a lot of trust. Hey, hey, man, now that I'm in training, you know, I I, I was working with this other person and, you know, I paid them. But, uh, you know, nothing, something just didn't feel right. Or it didn't feel like how, you know, it does when I'm talking to you or, or whatever, whatever it is. And I've heard that a lot. You want to, will you look at, let, take a look at this trust? And if, even if, you know, if you want me to pay you for looking at it, I'm down to do that. And I'm always like, man, nah, if you're in trustee training, I ain't going to charge you to look at your trust intention. But man, I say send it to me, they send it to me, man. I've seen some of the craziest indentures, man. With the craziest language, all oh, this is a private trust, but I'm, I can point out point blank where there there's an invocation of state jurisdiction right here. What do you mean? It's private, man. Hold on, man. It's no. You got played. What we used to say, you got gaffled. Straight gaffled, homie. But they're in the training. You're in the training, so you're going to get right. And now you have experience to, to see, like, that right there was bad. I seen uh, this one. I think it was. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was this one sister. It might have been a brother. It might have been a couple. I don't even remember, man. The client, a trustee in training, sent me an indenture, and I saw. I saw. I can't remember. It was, it was probably like the fifth or sixth page into that thing. There was very very broad powers given to one trustee by name. It was broad powers uh, with accounts and properties and stuff. I'm like, so I, you know, I called. Yeah, it was a sister. I called the sister. I was like, who is this? And I said the name. And um, she said, oh, that was the guy that I paid, you know, 
to help me set up my trust. I was like, you need to look at this. And I told her, like, you need to look at how what, what powers this guy has over your trust. He's actually named as a trustee with more powers than you have. Correct available information. And we're, you know, we're indoctrinated, y'all, with media, public school system. And I've spoken on the public educational system and its inception and how it grew. And, you know, you can check out episodes on that. Just go in the archives. But we're we're spoiled. We're used to getting something that just works, right? You ain't got to do nothing. Like you get a car, you just turn the key. And, just, and you just go. Bag of popcorn, just throw it in the microwave. TV dinner. Fast food. Uber Eats. Don't really have to assemble too much. Fill out the application. Get the ID. Ask for ID. Show them the ID. They look at the ID. You don't have to do anything else. With this, with trust administration, it's not that simple. And most of us, we we trust people. We we you know most humans implicitly we trust people. You know. So you know if this guy says that he can do it, he can you know he can set up this private trust. We're gonna you know. Most of us are busy. We don't have time. We get this long 20-something page, 40-something page, sometimes trust and venture with all these pages and stuff. You know, the font is like 14 point or 11 point or something real small. You don't want to read the whole thing. You need to because you don't know who you're dealing with. Correct available information. Is it too late to go private? Depends. We got central bank digital currencies. Y'all should look at Fed now. That thing went into effect this month. I don't understand. Banks are going to love cryptocurrencies. The federal government is not, especially once they get their CBDC in. So you're going to see some craziness. Ultimately, hella tracking. I feel as though, you know, if you have an individual account, you utilize the individual personal, like checking account and stuff, and the CBDCs hits, it's a wrap. And some people are like, you know, I've had trustees like, well, I have a, I have a, um, a job, man. I'm an employee. So you're saying I should close my individual account? Well, well what if I, uh, I'm like, I'm not saying that you should close. I said, use it. If you're using, like utilizing, that's where, you know, money is going through transactions, things of that nature. But the brother said, okay, okay, fine. But if I close my account, can I have my paychecks deposited in the business trust account? Yes, is the the answer. Yes. There are no special tax benefits at all for having your paycheck, employer, employee paycheck, Deposited in a private trust checking account. There is no tax benefit to it. None whatsoever. And as long as you understand that, cool. So when you do your individual return, you just claim that income because, you know, 
It was in your name. It doesn't matter where you deposited it. But now it's in a trust checking account. And if they implement C- CBDCs and stuff with allowable deductions and then, uh, you know, disbursement to the beneficiaries, we're talking about organization. It anonymizes. At the very least, let's say that the family trust, the, the business trust has checking accounts, CBDCs come through, sweeps, blah, blah, blah. You got the family trust and the business trust transacting and central bank digital currencies, right? At the very least, you're anonymizing individual transactions. You got the family trust expenses. You have the business trust expenses. It's an organization. It's a, it's a complete legal and separate entity. When it comes to specific governance and so on and so forth, it's out of here. We're out of here. You think um, private trust administration is going to end with regards to banking because of privacy due to central bank digital currencies? No. But a, a central bank digital currency, a cryptocurrency, whatever, man. In an individual checking account is so much different than a central bank digital currency or cryptocurrency in an organization, a private contractual trust organization account. The biggest difference is uh, the state and the federal government 100% govern the individual. The state and the federal government do not govern the private trust. Completely separate and distinct individual. Individual taxes do not apply to trusts. Individual requirements. Individual doesn't apply to trusts. Now, will there be tax consequences if you're depositing your employer employee check into a trust account? Yes, because if the individual is named on an instrument that Amount at least annually will be reported to the Internal Revenue Service. That amount, all of it, must be claimed on the individual's return. Doesn't matter who he gives it to, who he, who he assigns it to. Doesn't matter. Individuals, nope, nope. But at least it sticks you away from these C- CBDCs. And you got more and more taxes, state and local. You got federal. Is it too late? Is it too late to go private? But I mean, I mean, this is what I want to talk about. Belief. Knowledge versus belief. You know? Um, Yusuf and I, we share some common, we share a lot of commonalities. But, you know, uh, I think the perception on religion, the construct of religion, the construct that was built that was built after the you know the prophet passed this realm they they have truth and you know I love them and I love them for what they attempt and you know through my religious studies you know I just I just have an issue with belief check it out if we if you check it out the show Live, you got to call in, uh, 
999-3616, cause you know we gonna stream, and if you ain't called in, you are gonna get cut off. I'm gonna chop it up a little bit more though, cause I got something to say. But belief, you know, belief versus knowledge. How about that? Belief versus knowledge. Because overall, you know, through our indoctrination, we've been taught to follow directions. Police, your boss, uh, the teachers, the principal. Uh, you know, listen, there's very few places where we have 100% power over anything. Permission. And, you know, we we pretty much we pretty much work on the situation of I can or I cannot. Which means, you know, yes or no. It's very, very, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You get permission. Can I go to the bathroom? Yes. Can I go to the bathroom? No. You know, things of that nature. Even at work, you know. And we don't really want to look at it, and it's cool. But the bottom line is, we have been indoctrinated to, you know, believe you either can or you cannot. That's how it works. And a lot of people are like, so what are you talking about? That's how it is. Just, just follow me. In situations I can, I can't. Right, and I think that breaks down in some way. It is attributable to belief, and just hear me out. When it comes to we're talking about adults, we're talking about people, we're, you know, late twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and onwards that are, you know, more apt to gravitate towards this information or, you know, towards the overall goal of freedom. That's, you know, indoctrinated. I can, I can listen to an episode of The Foundation hosted by So L on High Frequency Radio Network. And what you're hearing is resonating. It makes you feel a certain way that you typically don't feel, or maybe when you do feel, you know that this is real. This is some. Re- this is real, right? Maybe you email us. You get into trustee training, but your belief system. This allows you to assimilate this information with regards to proper administration of a private structure simply because you feel like you're breaking the law. You know, I tell trustees, hey, you know, a private contractual structure does not typically or generally does not file a state return. What? But you know, isn't isn't am I in a state? Isn't uh, it, what? Feel like they're doing something wrong. 
uh, you can take allowable expenses according to the contract indenture. Okay. And then whatever's left over is up for taxation. Okay. So what are the allowable expenses? Whatever the contract indenture says. According to the family trust indenture, the trust is responsible for food, clothing, shelter, education, health care, and retirement services. My attorney told me that trust can't pay for personal expenses. Your attorney's talking about a statutory structure governed by state statutes and not by a private contract. So they've, they've already... They already believe something. They already believe their attorney. You know, they wear a suit. They pay him a bunch of money. They went to a school that they didn't. It was prestigious. Maybe it wasn't. But they have this title, this title called, you know, attorney or lawyer. So, you know, obviously they're, you know, what are they? Some sort of priests in the upper echelons of commerce and legal matters and (laughs) circumstances well my attorney said trusts are taxed at 39.6% on any um, on any what do you say undistributed income yeah well these private trusts can disperse 100% of their taxable income and therefore owe no tax what Food, clothing, shelter, education, care, retirement services are expenses. Free tax. <laughs> and, you know, if there's nothing left over after expenses, there's nothing left to tax. Feel like they're doing something wrong. It must be a trick. It's a scam. They read the Supreme Court cases. It's a trick. It's a scam. They read the Black's Law Dictionary definitions. They read the American jurisprudence on trust. They pull the one on business trust. They pull the corpus juris secundum on trust. They pull the one on business trust. They pull the one on contracts. They can't believe it. And because they cannot believe it, they cannot move forward. We private, baby. It's how can I? It's not can I. It's it's how can I. We private. We free. This freedom. Liberty is a type of government sanctioned freedom. Did you know that? I don't need liberty. We need freedom. We over here, we private, man. We we don't look, we ain't got time, we ain't playing, we'll get up out of here. And the benefits, the benefits of private trust administration are innumerable or innumerable, however you people say that, and unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable, blow your mind, you swear to God, you sit on the couch, freak out, have a panic attack, sweating, because you believe you're going to go to the Fed. And that's because it's, it's this this information, this in, in administration, these these powers, these private powers of administration are beyond belief. It challenges your current indoctrinated paradigm. 
Oh, man, I'm fighting. I don't know. I got a block. You know, I've heard it in so many different ways. You know it's true. You know it's true. You've seen the Supreme. You just, there's, it's just this fear because you, you don't believe. You don't, actually, you don't know. Never heard of it. Never seen this. Okay, yeah, I read the Supreme Court. I read the whole case, man. I read what it said, man. But, dude, I'm scared. I've never seen this before. I'm 38, 42, 57, 66 years old, and I've never seen this before. It's some scary stuff. True fear. Is it too late to go private? It might be. It might be. If you're stuck in your ways, if you can't overcome your fears, if you truly feel that you're going to receive all the benefits of private trust administration and not be tested, and not have to sacrifice nothing at all besides Federal Reserve notes, you're out of your mind. You will be tested. I don't know where. It might be financial, might be emotional, might be romantic. There will be tests. You must overcome them to stick on the path in order to gain the rewards. Period. That's how it works. So many people just step off the path. Like, look, man, it's too ah, ah, the pain, ah. Like when you're doing push-ups and it starts burning, you're not supposed to stop. You're supposed to do like three, four more. Is it too late to go private? It's it's the answer is yes and the answer is no. And also the answer is also maybe. But truly, that's for you to decide. That's one hundred percent up to you. I will tell you this. The comprehensive instruction, um, assistance, and mentorship that you get in the foundation's private trustee training is something that I've never seen anywhere. People who've been in the training, been in other people's training, bought other trust, they've never... I'm not bragging, I'm not boasting, I'm just speaking facts. Because it's not about bragging or being braggadocious. It's about executing the purpose. The purpose of the foundation is to reestablish the foundational knowledge of commerce and the private interface into the commercial realm. Reestablish that foundational knowledge. That's the purpose. If the purpose is being executed and carried out. It doesn't really matter. And nothing else really matters to me. Now things are changing here at the foundation. You know. And. There are other brothers that are stepping up. And you know. I'm stepping up as well. But before that happens. You have the opportunity to get into trustee training. Hands-on training with yours truly, so L. The the next trainings and, and moving forward, it will be facilitated by someone else. But this brother is cold, and he knows his stuff. Otherwise, he would not be facilitating the trustee training here at the foundation. But I understand that a lot of y'all, most of y'all, y'all want to deal with so L. Y'all want to deal with me. And is it too late to go private, personally mentored, 
by Sold L is getting there. Definitely getting there. You got a little bit of time, but at a point in time in the near future, in order to work directly with me, you're going to have to have some sort of retainer, which means you're already going to have to have gone through trustee training or its equivalent, have an operating private estate. And then you can bring on the foundation or bring the bring the foundation on as retainer. And I, you know, I will be heavily involved in, you know, that department or part of the business of the trust here at the foundation. Um, I feel it's time to move forward. I feel like through the years there have been enough um, trustees and, and private estates that have been set up all over the country, all over the world, really. Through the foundation that you know it's it's only right that we establish a branch of this trust that facilitates and assists those that, that are already up and rocking that are already moving and shaking that are already administering their estate so that they can have ongoing assistance and that is the foundation retainer private retainer so we have that we have the foundation uh, mentor private mentorship and people are like oh mentorship look it's mentality it's your mind it's how you think it's your thoughts it's what you say to yourself it's what you allow to say to yourself it's what you do it's what you don't do you know so it's that it's 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 a four a four week training there's one training each week so it's really it's four trainings but it's spread out over you know a month and it's 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 get your mind right. It's it's the mentality of success. And it's what we, that's we we doing that here. So that's the mentorship. We got the retainer. We still we're still doing trustee training. We'll probably we'll, we'll never stop that because that's, you know, the principal purpose of the foundation. But I'm going to step back from that. We got the foundation trainer. I mean, uh, trainer, retainer, (laughs) the mentorship program, trustee training. We still have the offerings, uh, trust primer, trust series, passport, no social. You can get that on the website, but um, trustee training, retainer, mentorship. You have to email us, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. We got to talk to you. We got to, at least, the very least, we need to hear your energy through your email or you got to talk to you on the phone or something, you know, it's private. It's not offered to everybody. Many are called, but you were chosen. Um, and that's why you go to website, you go to welcome to the foundation.com. You can't sign up for trustee training. You can't sign up for the mentorship. You can't sign up for the retainer. We have to have a dialogue. We have to have a, you know, a meeting of the minds at the very least, because it's not for everyone. And we understand that there's no offense. Make sure you check us out. Welcome to the foundation.com. We hacked the ha- we rehacked the hackers. We repacked and rehacked. Um, we did that. We got it back from the hackers. Welcome to the foundation.com. So, you know, that's it for the show. Is it too late to go private? There's a lot of stuff going on. 
in your life. You're busy. You got a lot. Hey, ask yourself that. It's really up to you. You can only answer that question. If the answer is no, and you want to learn more or you want to move forward, email us, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. We'll get with you. Make sure you sign up for the email list on welcome to the foundation.com. Exclusive offers, content, and events. We got more people coming in. We got artificial intelligence. We're about to be sending out more stuff. We're about to be adding more value to your private estate, to your private family. Um, that's what we're all about. So, welcome to the foundation.com. Back and up and running. Shout out to the big brother Yusuf, currencycirculator.com. You know, the brother did that a few years back, and it's a great idea. It's a wonderful idea. Um, SPCUniversity.com. And um, check out our YouTube, y'all. Subscribe to us on YouTube. When we get to 1,000 uh, subscribers, we can go live on YouTube, and we can simultaneously do live YouTube and uh, what you call it, blog talk and whatever else. I don't know. And um, I don't know. I guess I got to get a camera, right? So subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on social media, Twitter. Instagram, we got the YouTube or something else. I feel like I'm missing something. Whatever. Welcome to the foundation.com. Appreciate y'all checking out the show. But, you know, hit us up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. It's been an absolute pleasure. I trust that you learned something. I trust that maybe you were inspired. Maybe you feel empowered. You know, maybe you have more of a focus more determination uh i don't know you know i trust that this was a positive experience for you is what i'm trying to say because you know you could have been doing a lot of things and you know you spending your time investing your time here at the foundation it means a lot to me really you know every person every every listen every view is very important because i know that's your life i know that's your energy and i know that's that's true value that's true wealth you are money you are the money. Remember that. Y'all have a great week, man. Y'all enjoy yourself. You know, I trust y'all had a happy fourth. <laughs> I laugh because, and no offense, y'all, because you know, I don't be, I don't be like that. <laughs> but it's funny to me when I think of the fourth. Every year I'd be like, oh, this is just the European celebration of their independence from themselves. I'm not trying to be funny. I just it's just the way I look at it. But I hope y'all had a great, you know <laughs> Independence Day. Hope you didn't burn yourself uh or get too intoxicated. And I trust you will have a luxurious week. Y'all enjoy yourself. You take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. It is very important. And I will catch you next week. Same time, same network, the hottest radio network on the planet, high frequency radio network. I'm your host, So L of the Foundation, and it has been an absolute pleasure. Y'all enjoy yourself and do your dance. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.